Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig with details. Episode 54, Frugal Hobbies. Welcome to the Frugal Friends Podcast, where you'll learn to save money, money, embrace simplicity, and live a richer life. Here are your hosts, Jen and Jill. Hello, welcome. (laughs) Welcome to Frugal Friends Podcast. My name is Jen. Hello, this is Jill. And we are putting on fake accents because we just can't contain our excitement for today's episode. Obviously, do you expect anything else? If you did, I'm sorry. I don't know why it's actually happening. Yeah, it's Uh, excitement. I guess that's it. Yeah. I don't... don't practice before I start these. So no, whatever comes we definitely never talk about it. It just <laughs> happens, and it's whatever comes out. And whether or not Eric chooses to edit edit it out, he normally doesn't. So you nope. get us at our raw best. <laughs> and today, which is sometimes offensive, right? Because I'm just sitting in a room by myself. I forget there's thousands of people listening to me and right. my intimate thoughts. Exactly. This we're is working our, on it. Because this is our hobby and we're not professional podcasters. <laughs> and that is what we're talking about today. Frugal hobbies. Yes. And podcasting is a great frugal hobby. It's not super expensive. No. Um, but You do have to know what you're doing. But that, as as with all hobbies, right? Yeah. It's more fun if you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And we have a extensive list of hobbies that our people in the Frugal Friends community on Facebook do. So we're going to share those with you. We are going to look at some ways to do hobbies that could be expensive, but do them without overspending. And then also to how to find a frugal hobby as an adult. So we're not just going to, we're not reading a list of hobbies, at least not until the very end. And we're going to actually help you find out what your frugal hobby could be and how to keep it frugal. Yes. That's what's in store today. But first, a word from our sponsors. (laughs) Cyanoacrylate. (laughs) That's right, folks. It's the chemical in our super glues, and it's coming at you today as a sponsor. Hobbyists everywhere know what I'm talking about on this one. It's the cure-all for your create-it, fix-it, build-it needs. Cyanoacrylate can even be used in a pinch to bind up that wound. I would know. I've done it. See our episode on lowering your medical bills. (laughs) 
It is known to stop bleeding and create less scarring than other methods of closing wounds. Cyanoacrylate, effective for some toy airplane action and in replacement of stitches. We are not medical professionals and we do not advocate for using super glue on cuts unless you are a doctor and you can do it yourself. Yeah, don't, again, we said we're not professionals. We're doing this, like, from our bedrooms alone. Jen's eating a banana right now, so (laughs) clearly, like, that is the worst idea of food choice when podcasting. Stop it. It is not. Chips, much worse. Uh, Chips, much worse. Debatable. Banana, not that bad. (laughs) Debatable. (laughs) Okay. Whatever. I I'm see pregnant. where you're coming from, but it's I still food. debatable. <laughs> we just, All we just recorded is... another episode, and this is round two for us, so I needed a snack. I support you. I'm just saying that it's proof that we're not professionals. So again, this is a hobbyist sponsor. This is not a medical professional sponsor. Cyanoacrylate for in replacement of stitches. It's what hobbyists do. But check with your physician first, yada, yada. All right. Now that I'm done with my banana, we can get started. <laughs> You're not done. I headlines. still hear it in like Stop the recesses it. of your cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> Eric will edit that out, okay? I hope not. Um, I hope he does. <laughs> and we're going to start uh, with this one from The Simple Dollar called How to Enjoy an Expensive Hobby without overspending. And I really liked this one because Trent was really transparent in saying like his hobby was golf and that Mm -hmm. is a notoriously expensive hobby. Uh And that he actually, when him and his wife decided to get their finances on lock, gave golfing up. And so Uh he sold a lot of his more expensive equipment and just kept kind of what he needed to do it occasionally with his father-in-law. And so mm-hmm. he kind of meditated on how with this new frugal lifestyle, if golf could come back into it, if golf was a part, could be a part of a frugal lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And so he came up with some really great rules of thumb that you can follow if you are really passionate about something that could be really expensive mm-hmm. on how to keep it frugal or to justify spending more on it. Yeah. Because there's nothing wrong if you're spending more on your hobby if you are okay sacrificing in other places Mm -hmm. and you are really invested in it. So I really love this one. Yeah. So I appreciated the narrative and background story that he gave, but then also some of these guidelines to consider. And so the first one that he mentions in here is that if you're not doing it already with cheap equipment, you're not going to do it with expensive equipment. And so basically what this means is don't go and spend thousands of dollars on camping equipment if you haven't already tried it with just your sleeping bag on even a decently warm night. Like, do it first. 
practice doing it first to even justify, do I need this? Because of course, with any hobby, camping, just as an example, there's going to be a whole world to discover within that hobby with all types of voices telling you what you need to have in order to do this thing well, when in reality, you still have to decide those things for yourself. You may not want the coffee pot that you can put over the fire because Maybe you don't need coughing in the morning. I don't know. I mean, that's ridiculous, but that could be your story. But even if you do go deep into whatever hobby you choose, work your way up to it before investing a ton of money. So I 100% agree with that tip. Yeah. And I would head back into the archives and listen to our episode about getting things for free because Mm. you can definitely get free stuff from FreeCycle or your local Buy Nothing group mm-hmm. or your time bank. And and even from your Buy Nothing group, you can borrow things from the people in there. Mm-hmm. So if you're interested in starting a certain hobby, but you don't want to invest in, in even cheap equipment, mm-hmm. just like go into the Buy Nothing group and be like, hey, I really want to try this. Does anybody have this that I can borrow or you are thinking about getting rid of? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he says also starting off with low-end inexpensive gear and used gear. So thrift store, yard sale, also great ways to find hobby. (laughs) What is it like equipment of hobbies past or whatever? So Yeah. I also like his tip. He talks about pairing an expensive hobby with a cheaper hobby. And at first I was like, well, why, why, why do you, like, if you just found a hobby, do a hobby. But I think he's, <laughs> he's on to something here in that usually we can have time for more than one hobby. Or if we only have one hobby, all of our time, energy resources goes to that one hobby. So in this way, if you spread yourself out a little bit, so he gives examples, like if you're into photography, pair it with something which can be expensive, pair it with something that isn't as expensive of a hobby, like walking or low intensity hiking, so that all of your energy and resources doesn't get channeled into just photography. Mm-hmm. Some of your energy and resource gets taken up with the time that it takes to walk. But it can literally be paired that you can bring your camera along with you on these hikes or walks. He also talks about if you're into backpacking, pairing that or you know cl- mountain climbing, you compare that with something like reading books from the library. So again, it's considering how all of your time, energy, and finances are channeled and spreading it out a bit into things that aren't always going to pull all of your finances from you. Yeah, I know. So something like like quilting or, or knitting can sometimes get expensive depending on the yarn you're using. So essentially, mm-hmm. instead of like, you know, knitting or quilting, Saturday and Sunday, you quilt on Saturdays and you take walks on Sunday. So mm-hmm. you're spreading out the amount of time you have to work on that project to use the resources you paid for mm-hmm. and then pairing it with that yeah. cheap hobby. That would be a fantastic thing to pair with if you do enjoy doing it a lot to pair it with yard sailing so that then yeah. you can probably find the materials that you need at way less expensive prices than if you were to go into like a Joann's or a Michael's or something. Yeah. I really liked this next one, which is regularly Mm -hmm. reflect on how high of a priority this hobby really is in your life. Because Trent reflected 
he was golfing multiple times a week. So this was a big part of his life. But when he decided something else was more important, Mm. it was very easy for him to stop doing it and just do it kind of in the instances when the occasion required it. Sometimes we take for granted the things that we're doing are just the things we're going to be doing forever. Yeah. And so, yeah, regularly reflecting on how passionate you actually are about something. Yeah. And particularly when there's life change. So regularly Mm -hmm. reflect, but then I would even highlight and especially reflect when there's life change. So if you experience a job change, a move, marriage, having children, all of these things are worth then reflecting on what are the other areas of my life that I am investing in? Is it still worth it? Do I still enjoy it? I know for a lot of people, hobbies can change or shift in the way that they look when they start having kids. You might not be able to hike as much, so you may not need to invest as much money in that gear. So yeah, I like that one. And along those lines of reflecting is also being planful and intentional, which he talks about applying a strict budget to your hobby from day one. Plan out how you're going to use that budget to maximize your hobby fun. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But don't assume that, oh, just because I got this sewing machine for super cheap, that's it. That's my only investment. I mean, actually consider if I purchase this sewing machine, what kind of investment am I willing to make and how will I budget for materials that I need, the type of projects I want to do. Consider the entire thing and how much do you want to invest even before buying even the biggest expense of the hobby. Yeah. And I like what he has to say about upgrades as well. Mm. So that includes doing plenty of research when you decide to upgrade things um, Mm -hmm. or purchase them in the first place when you're done borrowing them. Um, When you do upgrade, choose the higher quality items that match what you need. Mm-hmm. And you can get those, you can get a higher quality items, more affordable, like on Facebook Marketplace. Mm-hmm. And then to maximize the resale value of the items that you buy when you're upgrading. So mm-hmm. you are far better off buying something for 200 that you can resell for 180 And that goes into the quality and name, name brand mm-hmm. aspect of it. Then if you just bought something for 80 that no one will will want to buy Mm -hmm. later. Mm -hmm. So consider resaling because eventually if you're doing it enough that you want to upgrade once, you could potentially want to upgrade again. And so Mm -hmm. at that point you can resell. And it also helps you kind of take better care of the things that you have because you know in the back of your head like eventually I'm going to resell this. So maybe if like I break something, I want to repair it. Yes. Yeah. That's been a fantastic rule of thumb for Eric and I in the hobbies that we do, primarily him with his music equipment, uh, because there's so much of it that's involved in recording and playing music. But he has such a collection now, and I'm sure he would not do it this way. There's so much more (laughs) to be had. I get it. Uh, But when he wants to buy something, he he considers what he has to sell, that he can put towards that. Um, And any jobs that he has related to music, he can put that into a fund. So if in your hobby you're able to make any money off of it, that can go then right back into Mm -hmm. supporting the hobby itself if you don't need it to be a side gig. Um, But it can be then fantastic to then have that money that you can invest back into it. Yeah. 
But yeah, consider if you're going to buy something new or an upgrade of something, it can really offset the cost if you have something else to sell or like maybe the the lower grade equivalent of that piece to sell it rather than just keeping it in your closet. It can help offset costs if you're able to do that. Mm-hmm. Also, doing plenty of research. We This is, again, one of those frugal themes that is woven throughout all of our episodes, but this research component, knowing what you're buying, doing the legwork of what's the best per, you know, bang for your buck, the reviews on it, all of that yeah, prior to purchasing, prior to purchasing before even getting into it. And then even when you're upgrading, making sure that you're getting um, what you want at a good price. And again, considering resale value with it. Yeah. And so if your hobby involves um, routine paid experiences, then make the regular, he says, quote unquote, regular experience as low end as possible and spread out the high end events. Mm. So I found this when we went skiing for our baby moon, mm-hmm. that is an expensive experience. It's not even yeah, expensive to get the equipment. The equipment can be found for very cheap. It's the lift passes and all of those things to actually go use the equipment. Mm-hmm. And so kind of what they're saying is, and he relates it to golf courses, but make the regular experiences as low end as possible. And it also keeps the higher end experience is more special Um, Mm. so just like your your cheat day when you on your diet it makes cookies more special (laughs) the cookies more special i like it (laughs) and last but not least on this article talking about getting involved in local groups who enjoy the same hobby or um experiences so this can provide so much i mean number one community right? We're all about that. So engaging and connecting with other people is a win across the board. But also it allows opportunity to learn more about what it is that you're doing, which can help you avoid financial pitfalls within your hobby that you may not need to spend money on something that you thought you needed to spend money on because so-and-so who's been doing it for 10 years says, no, you just do this thing and it's the equivalent to that. Or (laughs) actually, it seems really awesome to do that, but it's not as cool as people think. So there can be so much to glean from that shared knowledge. But also, it's possible that people might swap equipment within a community group like that. So it's possible that somebody else might be upgrading and you would be their first pick to pass down to you the very same thing that you might be looking for to purchase and, you know, at a discounted rate because it's used and possibly at an even more discounted rate because now you're friends. So, so many things to consider there in getting involved in a local group. Mm -hmm. I think that's a major one here. Yeah. And so be careful with this one because it's a double-edged sword. You can find great deals and like maybe free events regarding your hobby or or all that, but it can also encourage your spending on Mm, the hobby. So if people don't have the same values as you in keeping it frugal, Mm -hmm. it can also kind of make you jealous or encourage you to buy the next best thing. Mm -hmm. So just be aware of that and, you know, 
take the frugal for what it's worth and leave the rest. Mm-hmm. Jill, what if I don't have a hobby? What if I'm Ooh. still looking for one? Yeah. And it's, as an adult, even that can be right? tough to find a hobby as an adult. Well, Thank goodness for the internet and this next (laughs) article, which is written exactly for you if you are that person. And it is from Bustle, literally titled How to Find a Hobby as an Adult. So we've got info for you, Jen. Have no fear. In all seriousness, it is important to find a hobby when you're paying off debt or spend less or something or something. If you're trying to pay off debt or spend less, <laughs> because it can it can become this isolating thing where you're maybe not going out with friends as much, uh-huh. and you're trying to stop doing things that spend money. And so uh-huh. it's really important to fill your time with things that don't cost money. Yeah. So, and if you don't already have a hobby, it can be kind of weird to find one. Not to mention, it's good because it helps you be more Mm well-rounded. It will grow a skill of some sort or satisfy the creativity urges that might not be happening for you within your work. It does. It makes me sad. I have probably far too many hobbies, but it makes me sad when I meet people who don't have hobbies. I, it, it almost has been a thing of I didn't realize that was possible, mm-hmm. that like there are people who just work and then eat and go to sleep. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> wait, what? Um, I, th- that's not a shaming thing. Like, I, I, I get it. There are people who you just haven't identified it, so there's no shame in this. But find one. Like, the, like no matter how old you are, d- it's important. It, it yeah. helps you be well rounded, and it can help you save save money again if you can find a frugal hobby. Yes. So, but we Jen, loved, how can people do this? this? How can yeah. they identify a hobby? My favorite part about spring cleaning is that post-clean clarity when I'm like, wow, I can finally think clearly. How was I functioning in that mess before? It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. If this sounds like the type of spring cleaning your finances need right now, then it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Plus, you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash frugal. That's mintmobile.com slash frugal. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash frugal. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. I don't love creating my spending plan each month, and it took me a while to find a budgeting app that had simple features but didn't feel and look like a spreadsheet. If that's you too, Monarch's the way to go. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com. Slash frugal. 
I like how easy it is to customize my budget and create automatic transaction rules. The transaction widget helps me stay on top of my spending. After using Monarch for several months, I understand why it's the top rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y.com slash frugal. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. Well, we have a couple tips for you from this article. And the first one is to kind of look back to your childhood. So think about the things that you did when you were younger, the things that people said you were good at or the things that you were drawn to. If you Mm -hmm. can't remember, ask your mom or dad, because that can be a really good indicator of maybe where your natural tendencies or uninhibited desires Mm -hmm. lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this doesn't mean that you have to pile on seesaws every weekend <laughs> if that's all you remember doing as a child. I don't even think seesaws are legal anymore. No, they're not. They're gone. They're not I present know. in these playgrounds anymore. That did take up a lot of my childhood. And it's amazing once you start opening your eyes to this world of hobbies, how many niches there are that you could potentially get into, like from stargazing to toy trains to baking. I mean, there are all kinds of things in here. Mm -hmm. But yeah, if you enjoy being outside, all right, maybe hiking is something to consider or, oh my gosh, there's so many things. Anyhow, yeah, think back to your childhood. I'm not going to list it off for you, but there's so many. Um, But next, once you've done that, once you've thought through your childhood and and things that you might have been interested in that could translate into a hobby, try on a couple of ideas for size. So it doesn't have to be that you say, all right, I'm going headfirst into kayaking. Like, who knows? That might not be exactly what you want to do. Try on a couple of these things. Try out a few different options. Try out origami for a few days by looking up YouTube videos and cutting out your own paper before you purchase books and the correct paper. (laughs) Um, Rent a kayak first before you go buy one. Like, yeah, try out a couple of different things before investing. Yeah. And then choose something that will make you forget about your day. So. If you have to really rack your brain um, and research and go really like deep dive into this, like it might not be a hobby for you right now. Like you might need to wait until your life is a little less hectic. You definitely want to do a hobby that allows you to escape. Mm. It's not just about occupying your downtime, but really giving you that, um, that room to gain mental clarity and to just recenter and regroup. Yeah. Almost like a meditation. I like what they're getting at here. I don't know that I would 100% agree with like forget about your day. Like, cause we're definitely not encouraging you to just, I mean, some people might be like, okay, then my new hobby is drinking. That's not what we're talking about. Run away from your problems. (laughs) Yeah. I would say something more so that can put life back into you, that it is something enjoyable, that it is something Mm -hmm. that is a break from your regular routine life. 
that you enjoy and can be life-giving and could leave room for reflection. So again, that doesn't it's not necessarily the same thing as forgetting your day and leaving it all behind, but something that can pour life back into and allow time for that important reflection pieces. So yeah, I think that the reason that people enjoy drawing or knitting or sewing as far as these more tactile things is because they can provide that. There can be some repetition to it, particularly with knitting or crocheting. It can provide something in that mundane action that helps our brain then to like catch up with what's happening in our lives. It can be a complete break from what usually happens for us. Um, So think about those types of things that can provide that tactile piece, maybe even something that's mundane. If your work is very stressful or overwhelming, consider something that is a complete break from that. Yeah, that's great. The next one is to see if you have any past hobbies that maybe you forgot about it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we get into these things and then we love them for a few months and then just stop doing them. But we mm-hmm. forget about all the time we put into learning that stuff. And maybe it's time to try and pick it back up and see if you love it more with fresh eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because mm-hmm. most of the times you'll already have the equipment lying around. Mm-hmm. I tried that with crocheting. and But then I realized I lived in Florida. <laughs> so... Yeah, there's no reason that's sweaty. Yeah, I can't there's no reason to crochet here. So I kind of gave that hobby up. But I would also say give yourself the freedom. Don't let that hold you back from trying something different. Even if there was some level of monetary investment in a previous hobby, if you learned through trying it that you didn't enjoy it. There's no mm-hmm. pressure. Again, you can implement the Kanmari method here and say thank you for the teaching that you provided me for that time. And I now have the freedom to move into whatever else it is that you want to try. So there is there's yep. freedom there if you don't want to like continue making friendship bracelets for the rest of your life. Those are so fun. <laughs> they are fun. <laughs> but you don't have to do that. Yeah. And then also in here, they list that notice what you love to buy as guilty pleasures. So this can also be an indicator of a possible hobby for you. So if you notice that I really love buying dishes or paintings of this type or whatever it is that might be a guilty pleasure purchase, kind of identify what some of the themes are in there or the roots of that and if that could translate into a hobby, whether that is Maybe I'm interested in creating my own dishware and and maybe it's pottery or maybe I want to try my hand at drawing or watercolor or collages with nature or whatever. I mean, you, you fill in the blank, but the tip here and the takeaway here is what is it that you, that you find yourself drawn to, not as a necessity, but something that you find beautiful at the store or when you're out and about is like a guilty pleasure. Mm-hmm. And then the last one we'll talk about on this article is see what you want to change about yourself. So, I mean, if that is your spending, then obviously don't go out and buy a bunch of stuff. But it says some people might have a hard time doing idle work that serves no purpose other than being fun. Mm. Raise his hand. I totally (laughs) feel that way. 
So that's why a lot of my side hustles uh, involve making money. Mm-hmm. But then if that's not your thing, uh, like self-improvement can be a really great hobby or mm-hmm. doing things that sharpen your mind or what have you. So anything that gives your life a little self-improvement that you can feel productive after you've done it is a great way to form a hobby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And this can include reading, writing, yeah. journaling, taking pictures. You don't have to post it for everybody. They don't have to be fantastic pictures, but if it's fun for you, then do it. So yeah, there's there's a lot of options in here and you don't have to box yourself in on what what it means to have a hobby or what it means to have something that's life-giving. And it doesn't have to be just a hobby that doesn't serve a purpose. Like you said, Jen, I mean, for me, this podcasting is a hobby. It feels purposeful to me, which is important, Mm -hmm. but I also, it's life-giving to me. I enjoy it. It's a break from my normal routine Along with other things, refurbishing furniture, I will often sell it so I get to make a little bit of money off of it, but I enjoyed that and then it felt like it served a purpose. So this doesn't mean that you're doing some cheap craft that you're just going to throw out tomorrow just so you could have spent time doing something. If you are a person who it's important that, that you see the fruit of your labor and that the thing that you did has a reason for it, then fine. Find a hobby that provides that. Good word. Good word. You know what else is a good word, Jill? Oh, the best time of the week has some good words in it. Yes. It's time for the Bill Bill of of the Week. That's right. It's time for the best minute of your entire week. Maybe a baby was born and his name is William. Maybe you paid off your mortgage. Maybe your car died and you're happy to not have to pay that bill anymore. Duck bills, Buffalo bills, Bill Clinton. This is the Bill of the Week. Hi, this is Jen Smith again, the one that has a duck bill. I just listened to one of your podcasts and I just died laughing at Jill's laughter for the wrong caller who said, uh, who this? That was hilarious. But anyways, I just wanted to put my favorite bill of the week. One way I like to reduce my dental bills is brush your teeth. Now, it's very important you get a electric toothbrush. It does not have to be a super expensive one, but it should have this, the spinny head and don't use the manual one. You really need to spend that extra. It doesn't have to be expensive. What, five, ten dollars for one, and that's good. But do it every, every single night. A lot of people brush just in the morning because that's when they wake up and they have bad breath. Do it at night because if you don't do it before you go to sleep, you have eight plus hours that that bacteria is sitting on your teeth and just eating away at the teeth. So every single night. My recommendation to do it in this order, to floss the teeth, to get out any bits in between, brush the teeth for two or more minutes, but definitely two minutes, and then rinse or use mouthwash either way to get out the the particles that the flossing and the brushing knocked loose, but it might still be in your mouth, you know, rinse and spit. 
a lot of people don't brush in between meals. It's it's hard. You're you're busy. You're gonna go. But one thing you can do to stop tooth tooth decay in between meals is just swishing your mouth with water. That helps cut down a lot of the bacteria. That's all you do. Um, you can rinse then spit, or you can rinse and even swallow if you pen over to spit. It doesn't matter um, as long as you get you know get it rinsed. Um, this alone can save you thousands upon thousands of dollars on dental work and needless pain. Um, so that's my goal of the week. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Girl, yes. Jen, are you a dentist? <laughs> Jen, Jen is a dentist. I'm going to call you Dr. Jen on that one. Oh, oh my, my word. You are so serious about brushing teeth. You the have amount, given me an education. The amount of detail in that bill of the week and specific detail, too. I never in a million years would have said on our bill of the week segment, we're going to get some good detail on how to brush your teeth. But Jen, you brought it. I love it. I oh. love that that was very specific to saving money on dental hygiene because most of the time it is not covered in your health insurance. You have to pay extra, yes. but you don't so, have to pay that extra if you just pay the extra for electric toothbrush and brush your teeth twice a day. It y'all. is worth the detail with the money you can oh. save. Jen, that fantastic. fantastic. And you won't have stank breath. Yeah, that's true. So this is really good for money saving and for friend saving. So yeah. if you want to submit a bill of the week that is going to educate us and rock us, our worlds, visit frugalfriendspodcast.com slash bill and leave us a speak pipe or a Google voicemail and golly, we'll play it. <laughs> And everybody says that they love your laugh, Jill. Jen is not the first one. Yeah, you're welcome. I, I mean, <laughs> you're getting genuine laugh. Like, I, yes. I've got nothing else to give. Who dis? We still get a, the occasional robocall on our Google voicemail. So uh, we don't play those. We should do a montage of those at some point. <laughs> They're, like, all the same. It's, yeah. I delete them, but... I don't love creating my spending plan each month, and it took me a while to find a budgeting app that had simple features but didn't feel and look like a spreadsheet. If that's you too, Monarch's the way to go. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, track progress toward financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. I like how easy it is to customize my budget and create automatic transaction rules. The transaction widget helps me stay on top of my spending. After using Monarch for several months, I understand why it's the top rated personal finance app. And right now, listeners of this show will get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash frugal. For your extended 30-day free trial, go to monarchmoney.com slash frugal for an extended 30-day free trial. Did you know some travel credit cards offer 10 times points on your spending? Don't miss out on big rewards for your next trip. 
NerdWallet lets you compare smart travel credit cards side by side, curated by an expert team of finance nerds. What could future you do with better travel rewards, a free flight, a room upgrade, Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Anyways, it's time for the lightning round. Pew, 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 ping, ding, 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 ding. (laughs) So if you need a list of frugal hobbies to inspire you... Gosh, we asked this question in our Frugal Friends community on Facebook, and we were not disappointed with how many ideas there were. Like, you've got your normal ones mm-hmm. that'll you'll be like, uh-huh, uh-huh, okay. And then you've got your ones where you're like, what? <laughs> yes. We've got some creative people. Yes. And we are we are sharing almost all of them except for the doubles. But these will hopefully help you in inspiring you to create a new hobby or maybe pick one back up or something. Mm -hmm. So um, Eileen said reading library books. Katie loves walks in nature. Rebecca runs. I also love running uh, when I'm not 32 weeks pregnant. Um, And and they're free running groups. So there's your community right there too. Yeah. Melinda sings in her community choir. Um, As long as they don't make you buy those, like, expensive choir robes, then that is Mm -hmm. great. Mm -hmm. Tracy likes puzzles and couponing. Vicky likes podcasts, specifically travel podcasts. And I was recently on an episode of a great travel podcast called We Travel There, and it highlights, like, the best things to do in a different city every episode. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, if you like travel podcasts, We Travel There is a good one. And nice. then, um, and Jennifer volunteers, and she even gets, because she volunteers, she gets, like, free memberships and into events for free because she volunteers with the organization. Mm-hmm. So that's a great thing. If you if you find an event you want to go to, find out if they need volunteers mm-hmm. or the organization that supplies their volunteers. And that will often provide community as well. If you mm-hmm. are an extrovert and you desire for your hobby to also be paired with human connection, my goodness, what a better... I mean, that checks off more than three things because you're also giving back. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of good things there. Also, Emerald in our community group, she's also a personal friend of mine. So I love this for so many reasons, (laughs) but she had some amazing ideas. So here we go. She's one of the more creative ones on this thread. Dreaming, like literally dreaming. You could just sit and dream as a hobby. That's free. Thanks, Emerald. Singing, (laughs) playing the piano. This is also another favorite. Again, still from Emerald. Screaming. Just screaming. (laughs) You just want to go and scream. Why do you you like it so much? Why not, Jen? Because it's a frugal hobby. Screaming. Uh, Followed up by cleaning. Looking at houses. I enjoy this one, one too. Yeah. I mean, we're just, she's more so just listing off like free things that you can do. 
I don't know if like looking at houses is a hobby, but maybe. Uh, maybe it is. I don't looking know. at houses that could be online, that could be in person. It is fun to go to open houses, open even houses, if you're not yeah. in the housing market. You get some of those free cookies. I love it. Anyhow, also thinking about what she would do with a million dollars. Just <laughs> just thinking about it. Playing Facebook <laughs> games with her sister, video chat cooking with her brother. Which I thought that was awesome. That is awesome. I actually have watched her. She's done a couple of Facebook Live videos of her cooking, and that has been a fun, frugal activity for me to just sit and watch her cook because I feel like I get to hang out with her, but then I also might learn something new, and then yeah. and then I also get hungry, and I'm like, oh, maybe I should go cook for myself. Well, that's a great idea, though, if you like to cook. Yeah. Um, staring at her baby. That was which my favorite. is enjoyable. I got to see I'm that start little doing cutie that recently. Yeah. That was good. That's going to be my hobby this summer is just staring at my baby. <laughs> that is a hobby. Staring at it. <laughs> Oh, um, okay. So that's all the treasures Emerald had for us. Thanks, Emerald. Also, Christina (laughs) likes hiking local reservations. Angela makes quilts out of old clothes, which is an awesome idea because quilting can get expensive. So yes, uh, and I've even seen people do this with old sweatshirts or old t-shirts, and it's also a good way of keeping memories. Like if you keep a lot of t-shirts just because of the memories that they're associated to, making them into a fun blanket is a great way of preserving that, but also Mm -hmm. not cluttering up your drawers. Yeah. And keeping clothes out of landfills Mm -hmm. Um, because not every time you donate something does it go to someone else. Sometimes it can go to a landfill or something. So doing it with old clothes is is an awesome idea. Mm -hmm. Leah also had a whole list she does rock painting, which there's actually an organization in St. Petersburg that does that. And they leave them all around the city so people will take pictures with them or move them, like replace them with their own rock and move the other one to different places. It's kind of mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Language learning, lots of free apps and YouTube vids for that. Baking, crocheting with recycled plastic mm-hmm. bags. Yep, I don't I've know seen how this. you do that. But that sounds very cool. I think we talked about, oh, in one of our episodes, I'm not going to remember which one, but Plastic Bags was one of our fake sponsors. I mean, real sponsors. And <laughs> I talked about how people will weave them together to be mats for the homeless. So this is another oh, one that can be combined. Oh, yeah. yeah, as like a volunteer give back thing and a hobby because they actually – offer some pretty decent insulation and a bit of padding. I mean, blankets are great too, but you can actually weave these into mats and uh, especially for the homeless community up north, they can be a fantastic thing to lay down on the ground underneath blankets to offer a bit of like cushion and um, insulation. That's awesome. Yeah. And because those bags are not recyclable so they end up in landfills so if you can find a better place for them that is ideal yeah um she also likes walking her dog and making maple syrup because she's canadian and she can do that that's amazing i don't i can't do that but i know you can do it like vermont and new hampshire and stuff but Mm -hmm. we even have some in pa some trees yeah i'm i'm jealous of y'all for that Mm. but it's it's fine. I'll just buy my maple syrup at the grocery store like every other Floridian. 
And enjoy the uh, sunshine 90% of the and year. En- and enjoy the sunshine. I'll take the sun. <laughs> uh, Alex makes art, and she started a business out of it, so her hobby can pay for itself. So that's really cool. Yeah. Um, and then Mary-Kate loves writing. Writing's one of my—I mean, writing started as a hobby for me and then became my full-time job. Yeah. Uh, so that's great. <laughs> and Brooke is like— do budgeting and paying off my debt count. <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> I laughed yes. so hard. It does become its own thing that it, you, does. it can take up. I mean, it does. It takes up time. When I have yeah. free time, I do. I sit down and look at my budget. I do. Yeah. And I'll make plans for like savings and stuff. So yes, Brooke, that it does, does count. count. Mm-hmm. You are a super nerd you are in good company. (laughs) And Catherine walks and jogs with her dog. And she's also a gigging musician and voice teacher. So that's fun on the side. And another Catherine in the group loves working out, gardening, cooking. She's in a bluegrass band. And wouldn't you know it, Marn also says playing bluegrass music is her hobby. Man, we're surrounded by Two, some musicians. Yeah, bluegrass musicians. <laughs> bluegrass, specifically. That's crazy. Frugality and bluegrass, got to be a correlation. I know. <laughs> we got to explore that one a little deeper. It's probably, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to. I'm not going to hypothesize on that one now. Yeah. <laughs> Emily crochets, and she sells that on her Etsy shop. Aaron is a birth doula, which brings in a little bit of that money on the side. But she spends a lot of time researching and learning new things for that. So clearly, the sky's the limit on identifying hobbies and even how they're used. Whether like a hobby can also be paired with giving back. A hobby can be paired with side gigs. A hobby can be paired with learning something new. Like do like it can be paired with connecting with other people. So there's so many good reasons for this. And if it can be paired with a purpose, man, that's amazing. Go get it. Yes. Yes. You know what else? I mean, reading, (laughs) reading is the best frugal hobby. And that's my transition into our outro because (laughs) good one. um, We it's May. And so we're starting a new book for book club. And so if you're looking for a frugal hobby, We're reading The Soul of Money by Lynn Twist, and you can go get it from your library, and it's free, and just take some time and read with us. And if you don't get it from your library, there is an opportunity to get yourself a free copy from us, your frugal friends. All you have to do is leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher, then you take a screenshot of that review and email it to us at frugalfriendspodcast at gmail.com. We will pick one winner for every five reviews that are submitted to us. So your chances are pretty high of getting mm-hmm. yourself a free book. Pretty good. Pretty good. And pretty if tight. you need to hear an example of a really great review, then I'm going to read one for you. And this one's from Brandy. It's called Love This Podcast. It's five stars, and it says, I came across this podcast while searching for ways to save money and budgets, and I'm glad I did. Nice. I feel like Jen and Jill are my BFFs. Yes. And we're so all about being your BFFs, Yes, Brandy. we are, especially from our the comfort of our homes. 
Yeah. So Jen can I, just sit there and lean back with her pregnant belly and be your BFF. Yes. And I'm literally resting my microphone on my <laughs> belly. This it's is no joke. such a good look. <laughs> it's, it's what I'm doing and I'm just reading these reviews and loving them and loving spending time with you. So if the oh. audio goes in and out for Jen, it's because the microphone is on her pregnant belly. <laughs> it's pretty stable, I think. Yeah. Oh, thanks so much for that great review and for showing other people how they can review us with their five-star action and words that help us keep going and help others to find us, help our community to grow, help us to get more BFFs. And if you like what you're hearing and you want more of it because you're so bummed that this episode is about to end, you can head on over and join us in the conversation and GIF sharing back and forth. That's G-I-F sharing back and forth on our Frugal Friends Facebook community. There's always action going on there. It's also where we discuss these books. So there's always something to do. That could be your hobby even, just posting to the Frugal Friends Facebook community group and seeing what kind of responses you get. (laughs) But like relevant things. Relevant things. (laughs) Jill, you're opening can of worms. All right, y'all. We'll see you next week. Have a good one. See you next week. Bye. Frugal Friends is produced, edited, and mixed by Eric Siriani. Um, What are you afraid people are going to post in our Frugal Friends Facebook community, Jen? I don't know. And that's the fear. I hope that they post (laughs) pictures of them playing in their bluegrass band. I hope that too. I hope they post all kinds of things about their hobbies. Yeah. And, you know. I can't think of of a bad post. Other than someone just coming on and straight being rude, I think that I am open to whatever anybody wants to share. I mean, clearly, look at our bills of the week. We we get True. tips on how to care for your teeth. I'm open to all of it. <laughs> so true, Jill. Well, I mean, if somebody wants to post something bizarre in the group, tag Jill. Don't tag me. <laughs> I'm going to be into it. Like, whatever it is, I'm going to be straight into it. Yeah, I'm going to be trying to reach for my phone, so it'll take me a while to see it. Unless it's if it's like hard for me to get overwhelmingly oh. offensive or rude, I'm I'm sure I'll be into it. Well, rule number two for joining the group is stay chill in the chat. That's right. I do like that. Rule. So <laughs> rule: stay yeah. chill in the chat. You gotta st- you gotta stay chill, or you can't be in. The Have group, we so. had to kick anybody out? No, Mm-mm. I didn't think so. I haven't. I mean, I've had it, to take some posts down. Oh, um, but haven't kicked anybody out. Nobody, it hasn't seemed like anybody's been testy. Have you had to take posts down because they've been offensive or? Well, because they are self-serving. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's why you are so open to this because you know I monitor the group. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) 
do it for my entertainment and Jen's monitoring. <laughs> That's it. I get it now. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens. <laughs> we will see what happens. <laughs> Better to beg forgiveness than ask permission, you know what I mean? <laughs> Life motto. <laughs> Put that on a bumper sticker. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25 until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.